for those of us at home with kids during our long coronavirus lockdown, it can feel like spring break had a head-on collision with Groundhog Day. And frankly, it feels like there was no spring, no break, and now summer's half gone too, with many of us still living with a lot of, well, uncomfortable restrictions on our activities. And sometimes as parents, we just need some fresh inspiration for what to do next. Hey everyone, Adam Holtz here, your host of The Plugged In Show, Focus on the family's weekly conversation about entertainment, technology, and your family. Thanks for joining us. Well, I don't know about your family, but my kids came home for spring break and never went back to school due to COVID-19. And even though we often talk about screen time limits here, let's face it, discipline in that area is hard enough even when things are normal. And I'll confess that after four plus months you know, at home together, getting off screens and actively engaging in other creative, fun stuff as a family hasn't always been easy. And maybe it hasn't been for yours either. So we're going to spend some time today talking about concrete, fun brainstorms as summer comes to a close and fall begins and it all sort of seems the same. You know, what can we do together as a family? If you're running out of ideas, hopefully this conversation will prove to be a catalyst for things you can do in your family as well. And we would love you to join our conversation too. So be sure to let us know what you think of today's podcast by leaving a review and sharing your thoughts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Joining me for today's conversation are... Kristen Smith, Jonathan McKee, Bob Hoos, and Emily Clark. All right. Well, when you were growing up, what was your favorite thing to do in the summer? Camping. All right, Emily's yes. done. Who's next? <laughs> uh, real quick, though. Camping in the Clark family, it, it honestly could be a national sport <laughs> because it wasn't just the matter of setting up the tent and the campfire. No, we had, you know, there's six people in my family, so we had multiple tents. We had... A basically a pop-up kitchen that we would set up. It's my favorite kind, actually. And my dad would, um, you know, it it rains when you camp more often than not, more than you think it would happen. And so my dad created what has been lovingly dubbed Tarp City. Ah. And anyone in the campsite, they knew where our campsite was because we'd just be like, yeah, just look for Tarp City. And they were like, wait, what? And we're like, you'll know. And sure enough, they'd be like, man, you weren't kidding. (laughs) That's so fun. Yes, it was the best. Well, you know, um, I'll go next. Uh, I I think mine was probably a combination of um, I I loved reading comic books. That was Mm -hmm. a great thing about summer is you could, as a kid, just sort of kick back. You didn't have to worry about textbooks. Read comic books. I like playing baseball. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Played baseball with the local kids. And then there was uh, a wooded area near my house that I loved exploring. Okay. That's so fun. Mine was kind of similar. I really loved reading. I read a lot. I loved to swim. Um, and basically any sport you would get together with like bas- the whole community and just go play you were sports. A sportsy family. Yeah. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Played Wiffle like ball. every sport. See, I don't think, yeah. I, I don't think my dad has ever worn a pair of tennis shoes that I can remember. So I, I try to visualize, <laughs> I try to visualize sports in my family and it sort of feels like some sort of Avengers like alternate universe. <laughs> Jonathan, what about you? <laughs> well, I, you know, it was funny for hearing this. I think 
Bob talking about like, you know, what it was like back in the day. I, I mean, I feel so old around Emily here, but uh, <laughs> it, is, it is one of those things where, I mean, back in the day, you know, we would play outside until the streetlights turned on, you know, and then and then that's when you had to come back in. And, and that's it was literally just outside doing whatever. We, yes, Bob, we had a woods by our house that we would explore mm-hmm. and we would just go out and ride our bikes around like we were the kids from Stranger's thing, you know, Stranger <laughs> Things. And uh, I mean, it was just it was fun. I mean, it's like when you go back and watch E.T. and you see all the kids riding bikes around and do that's what you did. You just did that. So uh, but did enjoy sports, too. Uh, we had a kind of a gang of kids that we'd be like, hey, you want to play football at the at the park sure meet there in half an hour and we'd all call each other and you'd be there and and you just played football or you did whatever but i mean you never stayed inside yeah ever you don't have to be old to do that fyi i mean i'm 29 and that was my whole childhood i was out outside all day long so this was your first annual 29th birthday this year yeah yes (laughs) that's awesome well my story is similar my best friend and i uh would live at the swimming pool and i think it opened at like 11 we'd go to the pool we'd swim for three hours we'd towel off get on our bikes ride to the local newspaper pick up our papers do our paper route Mm -hmm. and then go back to the pool and the pool was open till nine and so a lot of times i remember you know you'd roll in at 9 30 and i hadn't been in communication with my parents you know since (laughs) 10 in the morning and i think that's one of the things that's really changed Mm -hmm. is now we want to keep tabs on everybody pretty much constantly. Yeah. And, and even when my kids go for bike rides, I make sure one of them has a cell phone and, you know, where are you going and when are you going to be back? And, yeah. and I call them halfway through because I can't. You know, I ask that question because I think some of these things have changed and some of them haven't. Uh, obviously, what's changed these days is it's so easy to default toward screens. You know, you can find yourself plopped in your chair. Well, I find myself plopped in my chair. I won't speak for anybody else. And, you know, I'm reading the news and I look up and my wife's on her phone and, you know, my kids have tablets out and you almost default there in 2020, unless you're taking really active steps to live differently. Yeah. Uh, And I think, as I mentioned at the outset, coronavirus has, I think, exacerbated that issue in our culture because, after so many months at home, there's just a fatigue factor that sets in. And, and now summer's coming to a close. We're thinking about back to school, except back to school means getting supplies and going to your bedroom instead mm. of actually... And being on a screen. And being on a screen. Uh, and so given that reality, I wanted to do something a bit different this week and just share personally some of the things we've done with our families, sort of a, a group brainstorming approach that might give parents and families some creative new thoughts on really making the most of this unprecedented time together. And I I had a very parental moment with my son the other night. I'm like, you know what, bud? We may never have anything like this happen again. And he's like, well, I sure hope not. (laughs) I'm like, no, it's an opportunity, right? I mean, what can we do since we're all together that frankly might be impossible if normal life ever comes back, but I I think we're all hoping that it does. So soon. Yes, exactly. (laughs) What ideas would you have for fun, non-screen oriented activities that you can do with your family as the dog days of summer bleed into the 
hopefully football filled days of fall, but we're still crossing our Mm -hmm. fingers on that one. I have some, so I think it depends on the age of the kid and you know, what your child likes or what they're interested in. But I have a two and a half year old and a four month old, so not much, Um, (laughs) (laughs) but we garden. So my husband really likes gardening. I I can't Mm -hmm. keep anything alive to save my life. So I participate from afar, but um, we went to Lowe's and we just got a bunch of like little plants that Judah could like really get into. And so he's planted all of them. He goes out and checks it every morning with daddy and they like water it and kind of do their thing. Um, oh, that's awesome. So you're yeah. totally that's engaging cool. him in that process. Yes. Yeah. We wanted him to like learn this stuff. Um, Living off the fat of the land exa- kind of business. <laughs> exactly. We kill our own deer. That's, that's right? our thing. Right. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, but we've also done other things like taking like a day trip, which can be really challenging with little. So, you know, grace on you. Um, But we've done that. (laughs) Personal pizzas is really fun. Judah likes to do that. So we'll do a night of the week where we each get to make like our own little pizza. What kind of day trip have you done though? Um, So we went to, we went out past Denver and we just went to like for a hike. And Mm, so kind of along the way, we we always tell him that this is an adventure. We're going on an adventure. And so he gets really hyped the whole time. Going on a lion hunt. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) We just make it this like really big thing. So that's always been really fun. And we did an outdoor scavenger hunt too. I just went on Google and found like all all these things you can find like a leaf or a stick or you know like <laughs> a ladybug yeah but we made it really fun so we gave him a flashlight and like we're like okay buddy go find this stuff with the flashlight and so he goes around the yard and it's been really fun so i think you you really raise a good point obviously there's a range of ages yes. and and what you sure. do is going to be hugely dependent on on how old your kiddos or, or perhaps even your grandkids are yeah yeah you know it's it's funny when you bring up these ideas i think geographically you know as our listeners are sitting here listening with us and thinking about this sometimes you know it's like like you guys are in in Colorado I'm in California we both happen to live kind of right near mountains like because I can go and I'm I'm by like you know one hour from Lake Tahoe so we can do these Lake Tahoe hikes you could do Pikes Peak you know right it's funny though my friends that live you know in Minnesota you know they're all by a lake you know, and all every one of their activities is talking about a lake or the floating raft on the lake or this and that. <laughs> so it is it is funny how uh, each of us have our own little activities uh, based on that. But I would also say let's not discount backyards. If yeah. you got a backyard, I know um, you know it's bringing me back because my kids are now old and on their own, and some expecting their own kids. Um, but it's funny. I remember when they were little. Um, even back then, even back then, the American Academy of Pediatrics was saying no screen time for the you know little ones, very limited screen time. And we didn't for, even have uh, screens back kids. then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we, we had one. You know? yeah. And, yeah. And one, exactly. Right. <laughs> and 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 you know when uh, and when Aladdin was over, that was you know okay. Now what? Now what do we do? And I remember you know constantly like you know saying to my kids, okay, backyard, you know. And sometimes I'd even get to. Because they did want to like pop in another VHS tape. Emily, a VHS tape is a tape that uh, actually plays Don't movies. Don't even with me right now, John. And uh, it, it doesn't spin around. It kind of, anyway, but, uh, and so I would say, go to the backyard. And it was funny because I did get a little bit of uh, whatever. But the funny thing is, guaranteed five minutes after they were out there, I'd see my son walking around with a branch, like a sword. And he was like, you know, stabbing imaginary dragons or his sisters. Mm-hmm. And, Sounds uh, like a, you know, and, a good band name. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ex- there you go. Anyway, and, I and it was funny. And then, no, truly. And, and if, but if, if I was a really good parent, then I would actually go out there and be like, Hey, 
what you playing? Can I yeah. play too? You know, yeah. or every once in a while we'd finish, you know, you'd get the new dishwasher delivered and you'd be like, what am I going to do with this box? Bring it in the backyard Fort. and you got yep, five days right. worth of playing yeah, exactly. with a box, right? You know, simple things like that. I think uh, I think this is also a perfect time, especially if we want to get away from screens, yeah. to get back into the analog activities of yesteryear. You know, we were talking about some of them earlier, but don't be afraid of getting out and doing hands-on things. You've already been talking about some of those, uh, but but stuff like um, uh, board games. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. these, so fun. This is a perfect time for board games, or use the ones you've got, or go get some new ones. Um, own your own. Uh, or, or make your own uh, uh, ice cream. Now, so ooh, fun. That's, that's an old school idea, but a lot of people haven't done it. It's not that tough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, it's I, really fun. We've make done it in it. a plastic bag, right? Yeah, well, you can, you, can, you can get the ice cream maker, you know, and you put the ice in it and the, yeah. and the and salt, salt and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But it's, um, it, you know, the great part about that is that when you're done, you get a treat. Yeah. yeah. You know, so it's a lot of Delicious. fun. Um, I, I was also thinking of things like um, breaking out the sidewalk chalk. Yeah. Ooh. If you haven't done that yet. Yep. Hopscotch. What if, what if you get the whole family together and do this great like piece of art uh-huh. on your back porch? That's or been whatever, a really you know? popular thing during COVID. People have been posting that. Yeah. There's, you know, and you meant you mentioned uh, camping. The fact is that even if you break out an old tent. Yep. And just put it in the backyard yep. right. and say, tonight, yep. guys, we're all going out in the backyard. You do I mean, stargazing and things exactly, like that. Exactly. Exactly. Just fun. just those kinds of things that I think if if parents, because you're absolutely right, Adam, it's really easy for us as parents to just sort of sit back and use our own screens. Right. And to sort of forget about trying to think of creative ways that we all can plug in. Yeah. And if we just take a little bit of time and say, okay, what are some of those things? Hey, what about a, a badminton net? Yeah. Why don't we get one of those and the kids can play badminton? So it's, it's lots of fun. We have yeah. a badminton net and we have worn grooves in our backyard yeah. with it. And there's something almost primal about whacking this, you know, <laughs> the birdie, the, the shuttlecock back and forth. And and my game, we have we don't try to win. We always go for the record, you know, how long can mm, we keep yeah. it going? Can yeah. we keep yeah. it going? Um, we have, uh, I, we had to look it up, uh, on the internet the other night cause we didn't know what it was called. We have a, a Chimaria. Do you know what a Chimaria is? Yeah. No. Yeah. I didn't yeah. either until last week. So it's just basically, a a fire They're sweet. thingy They're The round, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, bowl, yeah. bowl looking things that oh, have yeah. a chimney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we've had one sitting on our back porch for 10 years. Oh, what? we'll take it if we don't want it. Those things are so cool. Well, we actually, well, we've had three kids, you know, there you go. so <laughs> it never occurred to us that we could burn things in it. <laughs> and we gathered up all the sticks in the yard the other night and we sat for almost four hours with my, my daughter, it turns out is a total pyromaniac. <laughs> like, and, and it was great. My cell phone was inside. I didn't look at it a single time. Yeah. Um, and, and I think it's important to say we talk about screen time stuff because it's an issue. Yeah. And some families are naturally more disciplined. Mm-hmm. Uh, other families are naturally more go with the flow. And, and when you go with the flow, it's so easy to just end up in that place that you're talking about. So I want to make it really clear. We don't come at this issue as people who have it all figured out and we're all working through these issues too. Uh, And um, I want to transition a little bit 
to another question. What are some barriers to implementing these ideas? Like most of them sound, they sound fun Mm -hmm. and they sound relatively easy. Mm -hmm. And most of these ideas are not that expensive. And yet (laughs) we don't always choose to do them. What are the barriers that keep us from, from doing some of this fun stuff? I think time is honestly probably one of the biggest barriers that yeah. we have. And especially during COVID, I feel like a lot, you know, you're bringing your work home with you. Right. Because yeah. your work, your home is your work right now. And so you really have to just be like, you know what? I've done my eight hours for the day or I've, you know, done wh- however many hours I've finished the project that I need to finish. I'm not going to get a jump start on next week's work because I need to take this time to spend with my family. That's a great to point. To decompress. Yeah. And, you know, it, I think sometimes we also think like, oh, I'm only, you know, going to set up the tent in the backyard for the kids to enjoy. No, you can enjoy it as an adult. I mean, I mentioned yeah. the yeah. fort with the cardboard box <laughs> earlier. I am 28 years old. <laughs> Fight me on making a fort. Like, it's one of my favorite things to do. And yeah. I don't have children. There's no reason for me to still enjoy this activity. <laughs> But I do. It makes me feel like a child again. So you have a Ford at home, don't you? <laughs> you do on the weekend. I might. <laughs> I think sometimes we need to make some of these things, uh, you know, like proactive parts of our calendar. And I, I, mm. I hate to say that because there's something good about spontaneity. Um, but, but literally, that's where the fun of of having something like No Tech Tuesday or something is, because there's nothing wrong with screens, and there's going to definitely be nights where maybe we all you know gather around and, and yeah. watch TV together as a family or something like that. But I think it's neat to just kind of if you establish a certain night, you know, like that, you know, is is you know okay if if you're the Miller household, Miller movie night every Friday night or whatever, <laughs> and that way the kids can almost expect it and know there's some routine in that. Um, I think it's great to have a, a no tech Tuesday or whatever that is, because then that could be the time where you say, hey, we are going to do the backyard campfire. And yes, there's going to be s'mores and we're going to see who can you know, eat the most marshmallows or whatever, you know, and sometimes by proactively planning that stuff, yeah. if we kind of say those are good ideas and we just put it on a shelf somewhere. We never implement mm. it, but if we kind of say, hey, we're going to do that. And then and then you can actually even plan spontaneity by saying as a parent, OK, What's one spontaneous thing I can do this week? Make sure that weekly I'm at least, you know, some random Thursday night saying, everybody in the car, we're going on a hike or Mm. we're going to the lake or whatever that is. So kind of plan those things because if not, I think the barrier is that we tend to put that off as something that, yeah, that's a good idea. I'll get to that. And before we know it, a month and a half has gone by. 100%. Yeah. I actually agree with that. Um, I like the idea of planned spontaneity if you will because i'm not a spontaneous person at all and spontaneous things and surprises stress me out um so planning them and then having fun in that space is like a lot pretending of fun. to be spontaneous pretending yeah. to be spontaneous kids <laughs> but i think speaking to some of the barriers that being one i know finances can be a barrier for a lot of people so while a garden and all this stuff sounds like a lot of fun it's some people might not want to go drop or can't drop like 40, 50 bucks on a guard, you know, whatever that looks like. And that's okay. And so finding ways that you can 
have free fun. I'm always like, my husband would be the spender of the family and I want to save like every penny. And so he's like, let's go do this. I'm like, no, it costs $2. We're not doing anything. <laughs> but but sometimes it's okay to say like, we're going to spend $2 and like go get ice cream or like we're going to do yeah. something like this together to have fun. And um, I think location, Jonathan, you said that earlier, like maybe you don't have a mountain or a lake or any of those things. So how can we be creative and, and yeah. still doing that? Um, yeah. Yeah. And one, one more old school analog idea, because uh, Jonathan mentioned um, No Tech Tuesday and film having a movie and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, one thing that's fairly low expense, but on the other hand, gives you a big screen would be a drive-in movie. Oh, that's I, I was so throw fun. That in. I forgot to mention it, but, uh, you know, just chucking a bunch of pillows and blankets in the back of the car and everybody go, go to the drive-in. And if you get tired, hey, go to sleep. Don't worry about it. Dad will drive home. That's, that's so right. fun. That's I what actually, he does. I actually so watched fun. a TV show this week. You can read the review for Curious George on our website. <laughs> um, but what Curious George does is he creates a dive-in theater where he just sets up little kiddie pools in his backyard and he put throws a sheet over a wire between two trees and he invites all of his neighbors and they sit in these little kiddie pools and they watch a movie on this sheet and i was like that is so cute and so clever i would do that that's awesome that's an awesome idea as a matter of fact for those people that do have pools or bodies of water near their house or (laughs) kiddie pools we used to always in youth ministry do what we call dive in movie night and we would show like jaws or something like that (laughs) while while floating in a pool yes it's pretty good so it's a great movie for small children that's super fun i think (laughs) i think it's important to acknowledge too that we're parents are tired like yes i'm thinking of this whole list and i'm like i sleep between four to six hours a night with like littles i am exhausted all day long and i imagine that i will be for the next 100 years so kind of taking the time like you said the good news is by the time they're grown up your body won't sleep anymore right there you go thank you adam for that (laughs) positivity no i think just just saying like you know what like we have to kind of push through some of this stuff because i just don't know how people like i used to think as a as a kid or i'm sorry like as a college student looking at parents like wow I don't know why they're tired all the time. Like, why can't they just like do this? And now I'm like, I'm exhausted. Yes. Like I want to go to bed early. So just being super intentional with our time. Yeah. That's huge. I think that the biggest enemy of spontaneity is exhaustion. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because when you're tired, you know, you don't feel like being spontaneous. And one of the things I've been haltingly, but, but occasionally actually succeeding on this, this summer is, Saying yes to my kids, even when I don't feel like it. That's so great. Um, and, and I've maybe done it three times, mm. so don't give me too much credit. <laughs> but even something as simple as, Dad, can we go for a bike ride? Yeah. My, you know, objects at rest tend to stay at rest, right? That's like the Newton's first law <laughs> yeah. of gravity or something. Physics wasn't my thing, but I remember that. Yeah. So if I'm sitting in my chair, mm-hmm. I don't want to get up. That's Sure. This is my dad time. Don't ask. But okay, get over myself, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah, hun, you know what? We can go on a bike ride. Yeah. And man, we did that the other night. I never caught her. It was the best workout I've had in years <laughs> because she stayed ahead of me the whole time and I just thought, man, this is great. And and what I found is there's a momentum that comes when you say yes to your kids. Yeah. 
there is that objects at rest tend to stay at rest. And of course, the opposite is objects in motion tend to stay in motion. Mm-hmm. And when I can just get moving and get over, you know, my my inward sloth. Uh, and even when we go to the pool, it's yeah. easy for me to just sit in my chair because my kids are now old enough and fantastic swimmers and actually swim laps around me literally <laughs> dad are you gonna get in no i'm too busy reading <laughs> I, I, I don't want it but once i get in yeah yeah we have a great time and yeah. so saying yes brings a kind of energy to it that i think our kids are desperate for even if we're exhausted yeah we, i'm never not going to be exhausted no it's true we've been doing that well okay maybe like once or twice a week. So everyone calm down because I'm not that active. But like Judah, it seems to be that after dinner, he's the one that wants to go do something. And after dinner, I'm like, bath and bed, dude. Like I'm right. I'm done. That's why he wants to but do something. Exactly. Right. It is exactly why. Smart kid. But I've been saying yes. And so we've been like walking to the park while he rides his bike or like choosing to do something. And it, it has really made like really great memories. It's interesting when you talk with parents whose kids are grown and out of the house the one thing you hear them saying over and over again is, man, if I had it to do over again, I wish I would have said yes more to my kids right. when they asked to do something. I, I, you know, they, and when they become teenagers, it becomes cats in the cradle, man. It, it you know, they really, oh, man, I'm going to start crying to... right now. Just mentioning that song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because it's just one of those things where we really need to, especially as our, as we become parents of teens and tweens, because when you got young kids, Kristen can attest. I mean, they ask you thirty things a day. Mom, can we do it? Mom, yeah. can we play this? Can we go? To, you know, I mean, just <laughs> mom, I mean, it's mom, almost mom, sometimes mom, you mom. can't say yes. But when they're teenagers, they might ask you to do something with them once in the month. And I literally changed. I made a policy that nobody knew about in my house, where that if my teenagers asked me to do something that could have been the most boring task ever. I called it the yes factor. I would say yes. And it, it changed my relationship with, with mm. my daughter, Ashley, because she would come up and go, dad, can we go to the DMV? And I'd be like, Oh, kill me. You know, but I'd, be like, I'd be like, yes. And I tell you, we had some of the greatest times. Cause the DMV. Be I mean, thing. yeah, it's awesome. <laughs> Joy. So thank you for bringing up the yes factor. Yeah. Adam. It's so crucial. I, I couldn't agree more. And you know, I think uh, Jonathan mentions teens, but saying yes to the younger kids, I think sometimes we forget that they remember. Mm. And the fact wow, is that's that profound. The, more, the more we can say yes, the more we can get involved when they're little, yeah. the, the, more, the easier it will be when they're teens mm. and yeah. older. You know? so, so true. I have two other thoughts, and then I'm going to begin to bring us in for a landing here. This has been a super conversation. So we recently got Fitbits for everybody. We all have the same Fitbit. Nice. And, okay, it's a small screen, so I'm cheating a little bit. <laughs> but it's kind of different. You're not like staring at your Fitbit. Um, and it has unleashed the spirit of competition in our family. Excellent. With Fantastic. a fury. Yeah. So last night at nine o'clock, my daughter is walking around the house. She's like, I'm almost to 20,000 steps. I'm like, what? holy cow, girl, go to bed. That's good. That's good. I admire her. Uh, and, and my other thought That's is, awesome. um, I think right now there's so much happening in our world yeah. that is, well, it's kind of depressing. Right. Yeah. There's yeah. not very much good news out there. Some of us, not all of us, not everybody's this way, have a natural bent toward wanting to be hmm. plugged into the news all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, 
I wonder if we need to engage with the news as much because it, it just kind of wrecks me emotionally, you know, whether it's, it's the racial strife or the coronavirus, um, it's all probably going to be there tomorrow. And I probably don't need to read 10 articles on it. And it's not to say that there's anything wrong with getting the news, but, um, I think even disengaging from that a little bit as a parent, um, uh, that would be a healthy thing. Yeah, absolutely. I just want to say this. So I know a lot of parents are really, you default to the, just go outside and play for an hour. And you know, what you, I think you have to establish a couple of rules when you do that, though. Um, for example, you when you go outside and play for an hour, you need to not have your the screen in your pocket. You cannot have your phone. You can't have your gaming device. Like, leave that at home and actually, you know, go to the park and play with other kids. Play. There, oh, I can think of so Good many point. games that I would play with friends um, as a kid that were so much fun to play on playgrounds. One of them was called Darkness, and I don't recommend it because it's a little dangerous, but it is fun. <laughs> Hence the name. <laughs> it's called Darkness because Darkness. the person Person, it, it's kind of like playing tag, but the person who's it has to keep their eyes shut, oh, excellent. Yeah. which is why it's a little dangerous. Right. Blind man's block. <laughs> you don't do it in a wooded area. No, no. but I, I remember, <laughs> this is probably not good, but I remember cheating and like just squinting my eyes like really tight where I could still just barely see through my eyelashes because I didn't want to, I didn't want to hurt wanna, myself. You didn't want to hurt yourself. <laughs> no, but, um, but it's cheating. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean like there's... It, it was so much more fun playing that with my friends than ever going outside and like playing my Game Boy, you know? Mm-hmm. I can catch all of the Pokemon, but you know, I'm not gonna get back that time. You with actually my friends. can't catch them all. There's always another no, one. I've, it's I've not truth and advertising. <laughs> you have to have all the games too, so you can trade them. It's That's ridiculous. Right. right. So Well, I think this has been a great conversation and it may seem like we have been on pretty much the longest vacation ever. (laughs) And at some point, hopefully things will move back to normal. (laughs) But the question for us as families now is this, how can we make the most of our time together? And it may be a time that we'll never experience anything like this again. And so instead of looking at it as this onerous interruption of what we have known as normal, I think looking at it as an opportunity to uh, to do some new things and maybe set some new boundaries and establish some new patterns and some new family traditions. Let's look at it as an opportunity. I hope that the ideas that we have shared today will prove a catalyst or a spark for you to make some new memories together in this long, strange coronavirus 2020. So what about your family? What have been some of your experiences over the last few months? What will your kids remember years from now about this season? We'd love to hear your thoughts on that, as well as topics you'd like us to touch on in the future. So leave a comment for us wherever you listen to podcasts, or shoot us an email at team at thepluggedinshow.com. We would also encourage you to check out Focus on the Family's two excellent activity-filled magazines for kids, Clubhouse and Clubhouse Junior, which offer even more creative ideas for kids and families to do together each month. We have contact information for those resources in the notes for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening today. As always, we look forward to connecting with you next week for another episode of The Plugged In Show.